In the Holy Letters of the Rebbe, in volume 10, this is letter number 3250, Baruch Hashem, dated the fourth day of Shvat Tavshin Tezvav, Brooklyn, Shalom of Rachel. Now one of the things also, with the Rebbe's um, spreading and widening Chabad in uh, all different communities, there was also opposition. And there was also people's challenging, you know, the statements that was made. Sometimes certain statements that were made seemed to be exaggerated or seemed to be beyond reason. And people questioned. And they say, how could you say something like that? That really is not fitting. So one of the things that Hasidim always did, this was with regards to Yutas Kislev. Yutas Kislev is the day that the Alta Rebbe, that was the first Chabad Rebbe, Reb Schneir Zalman, he's the author of the Tanya and the uh, Shulchan Aruch and many others for him, but he is the founder of the Chabad movement. Uh, he was slandered by the opponents. They were also religious people. Uh, They lived a religious lifestyle. They slandered the Rebbe because they opposed uh, the Rebbe's direction in Yiddishkeit. They opposed that. So therefore, they didn't know how to stop the Rebbe from his uh, successes so they started to use means to slander the Rebbe in front of the government, and they were hoping that that way they will stop the Rebbe once and for all by labeling him as a counter-revolutionary, as a, an opponent to the uh, government, to the czar, and that way they'll get rid of him. And these were Jewish religious people who were doing that. But anyways, eventually, after 53 days in incarceration, the Alter Rebbe came out totally vindicated. Not only was he uh, found not guilty of any of the counts, he became very much respected. The people recognized and appreciated the Rebbe's wisdom, the Rebbe's holiness, his greatness, there is an endless amount of stories detailing how all this took place. Hasidim made this day of Yutas Kislev a very special day, a day of celebration. And they referenced is, they called it Rosh Hashanah for Hasidus. It's the new year, it's the year celebrating the victory for Hasidus. And also, uh, what they did was, just like on Rosh Hashanah, we wish each other a Shana Tova, uh, or Kasiva Vachasima Tova, to be written and sealed for the good uh, on Rosh Hashanah. That's the wish. Hasidim would wish themselves on Rosh Hashanah should be a written and sealed for a good year for Hasidus. Now, to use 
the phrases that are used for the regular Rosh Hashanah of the year, to use it for a Hasidic holidays to some of the people that wanted to challenge and question Hasidim, they said, what kind of a business do people have to call a a holiday and say a kasiva b'chasima tova. How would they do that? That's not uh, that's not proper. So they challenged. But the Rebbe, in addition to being a great chassid and follower of the Rebbe, was also an uh, un uh, unequivocal. There is no. Uh, hardly to find somebody at the level of the Rebbe who knew all the Talmud and all the commentators and all the Kabbalah. The Rebbe's knowledge was beyond. So they asked these questions from a Chassid. Maybe they'll uh, get him a little confused. But when you ask the Rebbe, uh, the Rebbe isn't short in answer. The Rebbe shows from the Talmud uh, it's definitely appropriate. Not only that, the Rebbe says, if the Holy Rebbe's use this language, everything fit both the uh, revealed part of Torah and also the uh, esoteric part of Torah. So the Rebbe starts like this. This that you write, that people were surprised about him. And there was always these people that had there were questions. Now what is he, the Rebbes, our holy Rebbes used when they talked about Yutas Kislev, the 19th day of Kislev, they were accustomed to write a Kasiva Vachasima Tova to be written and sealed for the good. That's what they wrote about Rosh Hashanah. So how they were surprised, how could you write a Kasiva Vachasima Tova for Yutas Kislev, how could you do that? Kasiva v'chasima tova, we know we're written and we're sealed on Rosh Hashanah for what's going to happen to us throughout the year, and we're sealed for that. But how do you say that on Yutas Kislev? What does it mean for Yutas Kislev? So the Rebbe says, I'm surprised that on Torah people, B'nai Torah, meaning they consider themselves learned people, they can ask such a question. The Rebbe says, cites, there is a very clear Mishnah in the beginning of Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a tractate in the Talmud. So in the very first Mishnah in the tractate of Rosh Hashanah, it says over there, there are four Rosh Hashanahs. Now we know one Rosh Hashanah, right? But no, no, there's four Rosh Hashanahs. Uh, as you know, I'm sure aware that Rosh Hashanah Le'ilonot on Chamisha Osir Bishvat, Tu Bishvat is Rosh Hashanah for trees. The Mishnah enumerates four different Rosh Hashanahs, meaning just like there's the beginning of the year, which we all celebrate the beginning of the year on the first day of Tishrei, there are other beginnings of the years. And in the Talmud, and also in the Mishnah, the 8th chapter of Gitin, over there it says that you also count years to the kings, which means 
Normally, we are used to counting from days of creation. Like this year is 5,783 years to creation. That's how we count. That's the number for this year. Tough, hey, I love him. Tough shin pei gimel. That's this year. They count, the Hebrew count. However, people also have another way of counting. So they would count to the years from when the king became king. So let's say you had, uh, you know, the czar become king on May 1st, say for example, whatever that date was. So you would start counting, the first year started counting from May 1st, from when the czar, uh, from the time when the czar became king, that when he was coronated, from when the coronation of the new king. This also applies to non-Jewish kings, because the Mishnah says it's Rosh Hashanah for kings, which means you would say, like in the documents, you would say, oh, this is the fourth year to king so-and-so, okay? So that would mean exactly four years. So that became the Rosh Hashanah when he became king, and that's a Torah, uh, as the Mishnah says, and the Gemara, that we count a Rosh Hashanah for kings, even kings for the nations of the world, even non-Jewish kings. So how much more so this is true for Jewish kings, that we can have Rosh Hashanahs. And therefore, every year, you celebrate the day of his coronation, the way he became a king. So, how do we call this day that the even non-Jewish king, what do we call that day that he was coronated every year? What do we call that? We call that Rosh Hashanah. So, therefore, the explanation is, that why is it Rosh Hashanah? Because, why does it mean Rosh Hashanah? Why do we call it Rosh Hashanah? Because that day includes all the days that follow. It's the head of the year, because all the days of the year that follow the king's coronation are included up till the next year's coronation. There, this is the head. So, same thing over here, just like the head includes all the limbs, so these days, in that matter, includes all the days that follow that particular time of the year. So basically, a Rosh Hashanah means, when we say Rosh Hashanah, it means the beginning of a certain happening. In this case, it could be for a king. It could be the beginning of anything. In this case, it'll be Yutas Kislev. And when you, uh, how do you, when you present the first thing, you write it down, and then you seal it. So what we mean, a kasiva, v'chasima tova, to be written and sealed, means like everything else, everything else, you start by writing, and then you sign it. You start by written, and then it's sealed. As brought down many places in the Talmud. So, what is Rosh Hashanah in this case for the Hasidim? 
the Hasidim who conduct themselves according to the teaching of Hasidus, they were victorious. That was the day in which they were victorious. They won. So therefore, that's the Rosh Hashanah, and that's the celebration, and that is written, and that is sealed. So, this is all the Rebbe says, even according to the revealed part of Torah. And the Rebbe says, the, it's a little different the way it's explained in the inner parts of Torah. Uh, and the Rebbe says, that's another thing. But the Rebbe is trying to answer these people who are challenging, how do you call Rosh Hashanah? How do you say Ksivach Simatoiva? So the Rebbe says, uh, as the Alter Rebbe actually used the large language, you know, the verse says, the revealed things are for us and our children, and the hidden things are for God. Basically, these are open, these are not hidden things. The ideas that the Rebbe presents here are very uh, elementary. And that we are believing with complete faith that our holy Rebbes, with all the uh, uh, titles here, they combined, they tied, and they united the revealed part of Torah and the hidden part of Torah to make it into one Torah. And that's the way they led their communities, their children and their children's children. For sure, their conduct was precise, both according to the esoteric part of Torah and the revealed part of Torah. The Rebbe continues that, that, that. Basically, the Rebbe says not to worry about these people had the very good knowledge and the right and the explanation uh, in all of these matters, both uh, in the open level of Torah and the esoteric level of Torah, and the Rebbe uh, says that it's perfectly okay, and perhaps he was able to tell some of the crit- critics that their criticism is misplaced, and that there is uh, a source, and they can be rest assured. <laughs>